Welcome to the third episode of, well, yeah, we'll numerically count them down, of everybody sure. is, everyone is stupid except us. I'm Roz. I'm Sean. And we are Ross and Sean. You can follow us on Twitter at Ross and Sean and on some other ones. Don't, was Sean and Ross podcast at gmail.com or something like that. Sean and Ross podcast at gmail.com. Oh my God, I remembered that. It's been nearly two weeks. It is actually, yeah, it's been nearly two weeks because we, we broke up our recording schedule the last time since I I was doing something. I Yeah, I'm always busy. But one thing that happened was just before, no, just after we recorded our last episode, several things happened in sort of world news that could be considered, you know, like current events type things. And so when our podcast went live on the Saturday, if you are... <laughs> a really concerned citizen and you're listening to it and thinking, they're not talking about these garden events. It just happened yesterday. What the hell? Because I have a list of things we didn't talk about. We did not talk about the royal wedding at all. We didn't talk about the, the crazy internet sensation that was the argument of what sa- what it sounds like. Is it Laurel or is it Yanny? Um, the situation in North Korea changed immediately where it was, yay, we're all getting along to ain't nobody got time for that. And then there was another, in fact, there's been like three, no wait, two or three school shootings down in the States since the last time we recorded. And that was only a week Not and to a half be insensitive, ago. but we could report on a school shooting in every podcast and it would probably be topical. True. So, hey, how about that school shooting? Man, did that, that, that ever was terrible. What in... a tragedy. And then it'd be like, yeah, they, how, are, how are those guys staying on top of this? One of the 50 states. Magic. Always stay on top of magic. So, uh, the royal wedding, I, I mean, it, it had been a thing for a while, but I think neither of us care. Yeah, that's a good assessment. So, moving on. Yeah, so I sort I mostly decided that, okay, it's probably best if we don't say, oh my god, this latest news report thing has just described something. I think we can talk about, hey, there's this new study out that says that people should eat more chocolate and less vegetables. You know, that's kind of a, oh, this is, an, this is a thing that could be something that you're talking about, or some other scientific study that is maybe a bit more broad and long-reaching in its scope. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. More, uh, less less topical, more general. That's <laughs> uh, more uh, more thought-provoking and less uh, commenting on, on Trump's presidency. Boy, do we provoke thoughts. Yes. We provoke the hell out of thoughts. They're not always good thoughts. Sometimes the thoughts are, what the hell are these guys doing? You're so, yeah. Where, where do you put the bad thoughts? <laughs> in, in the forget hole. Yeah, put the bad thoughts in the forget hole. Show show me on the doll where the bad thoughts touched you. This has gone off the rails already. So speaking of bad thoughts, I finally watched Infinity War. Finally How got to it. I really liked it. Mm-hmm. Like I was. Do we need to issue a spoiler alert, or are you just going to talk in generalities? Um, I'm just saying I I found myself enjoying it more than when I went to see Thor Ragnarok in theaters. I came of that came out of that movie feeling kind of eh, feeling a little disappointed, or it it just wasn't what I was expecting. But Infinity well, it was, War, it was a bit of a was. departure from the rest of the MCU. It wasn't quite as heavy as as a lot of them. It was more. I mean, it was it was directed by a comedian, so it was going to be more humor based and and stuff like that. I I very much enjoyed it. it. Well, when I went back and watched it a second time. I really enjoyed Thor Ragnarok, but when I went in the first time, I was expecting another Thor movie, and you're right, those ones are usually darker and more serious, but it, it whipped out the slapstick almost immediately, and I sort of went, oh. Well, to be fair, the first Thor movie with Natalie Portman was also, I mean, there was a lot of him, look at how ludicrous this guy is, he doesn't know how to interact in human society, oh, now he's getting backed over by a truck again, oh, there, he's getting an injection in his ass, you know, it was a lot of slapstick in that first Thor movie. But the... I, I feel like the third one, Thor Ragnarok, was a lot more, uh, what do they call it, um, hamming to the camera? Oh, it absolutely was. Or he's sort of like, wink, you know, I'm doing this thing. Wah, wah. Yeah, they, they, it was a total, um, it took a lot of flavor of Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, and after yeah. watching the movie, I recognized that, okay, they needed to do this because they're yes. gearing up for Infinity War and they need to set, like, the theme or the tone of the all the movies to be close together so that when you watch Infinity War... 
if you yeah. watch a Guardians of the Galaxy scene, it doesn't feel like a strict departure from two minutes from now when we're going to show a very dark and intrusive, very brooding Thor scene. And now we're back to Guardians yeah. of the Galaxy. Yeah. So I'm, I'm glad they did that. And it did make sense, but it, it, it just didn't quite sit with me the first time I saw it. And watching it more and more afterwards, I'm all like, yes, this movie's awesome. But coming out of Infinity War, I felt like it was pretty much exactly what I was looking for. Mm-hmm. I, it was what I was expecting, so I, I was I was quite pleased. I was very entertained. I only have a couple of complaints, but and yeah, overall, really enjoyed. So we can yeah, we can move on. What is the statute of limitations on the spoiler alert for a movie that came out four week five weeks like over yeah, like like a month ago? It, I, I I still think I mean there's you didn't see it until like a week ago, so I mean there, I'm sure there's other people out and and I know that there's people out there. On, on my own Facebook feed who are talking about, oh, I've finally seen the solo Star Wars movie. Now I can get to see Infinity War. And it's like... What? What? <laughs> why did <laughs> Infinity you... War... Uh, why, why that particular order? But ah, anyway. Everyone's stupid except us. <laughs> right? So the other thing was in... in uh, God, I had a thought just a second ago and now it's totally gone. Um, gone. Yep. Toast. The Laurel versus Yanny. It's dumb. It's dumb. It's super I mean, dumb. The science is there. It explains why. It's not like it's a mystery anymore. Booms explained. Moving on. Now, did it... Because the question of it... Well, the stupid questions I saw was it... It has something to do with, oh, if you hear this, then you're a crazy person. Or you no. have... It's, it's there was two, two, <laughs> There's two different sets of frequencies overlaid. And some people's ears respond stronger to free, certain frequencies than other people's. So and they're homicidal maniacs. Well, obviously, or younger, because it's the same thing like how in the UK a few years ago, uh, shop owners started playing like 20 kilohertz tones from speakers outside their shop because it, it it irritated teenagers and made them not hang around outside your shop. I heard about that, but that that's yeah. that's a song as old as time, though, isn't it? That's yes. that's been a thing in malls where they. But that's yeah, but I mean that's just that's just more utilizing the same thing. When the younger you are, the the broader your range of frequencies you can hear. And the older you are and you get more of your hearing destroyed, the less high and lows you can hear. And, of course, all young people are also homicidal maniacs. Well, obviously, yes. I, I remember middle school, and I went to middle school with a bunch of homicidal maniacs. And if you didn't mm-hmm. go to school with homicidal maniacs, you were the homicidal maniac. Yeah. Look it's to your a- left, look to your right. One of those people is a homicidal maniac. If not, it's you. <laughs> See? That easy. Yeah. We, we do some pretty simple litmus tests around here. <laughs> um, the other thing, it's... Well, it's not entirely related, but it, it's it's a story that's fresh in my mind because, because today I rode on a motorcycle for the very first time. I have never driven a motorcycle or been on a motorcycle. So today I was a passenger on a motorcycle. I was in the, you know, the seat behind the driver. It mm-hmm. wasn't like I was sitting in yeah, the lap. You were, you were, you were sitting bitch. That's the one. Yeah. <laughs> and so first of all, putting on of the helmet. Yeah. I almost had a panic attack. Okay. Cause I suffer from a decent amount of claustrophobia. It's not, it's all apparently right. not crippling claustrophobia, but I put it on and it was just the fact that things were pressing against my face. It was as though yep. someone put their hands tightly on your face and you couldn't move. So when I tried I to move that the, disconcerting. When I tried to move the helmet around and it was all, no, I'm just going to press your face at different angles. Like, ah! And I was almost about to freak out. And then I told myself, no, no, calm down. You're fine. You're going to get through this. And then I managed to kind of, you know, breathe deep. It's one of those things where, when I get freaked out by something, I just try to focus on something else. So I became yeah. very, very interested in the motorcycle gloves I was handed and just try to fit those on. I'm like, oh, okay, this is neat. Then there's a Velcro strap. Ah. And I just paid very, very close attention to everything I was doing there. And then I can understand the things you're saying, but I have absolutely no way in which to relate to them. Do you, do you remember watching space? Every time I watch a space movie or every time like on Firefly when they put on the helmets and they'd go out in space or like the underwater ones like The Abyss, all these movies that I, I love. But I get pangs of anxiety watching anyone yeah. put on a space helmet, anything that's really, really close to their face. 
Have you watched the new Lost in Space series on Netflix? I watched the first three minutes of it, and then I had to go do something else. Okay, it's pretty good. I've been enjoying it. But in the first episode, you know, they've they've got their 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 thing on, and uh, one of the characters, uh, first episode, minor spoilers, she gets, um, she gets stuck. But when she's stuck, she also has this this helmet on, and. Mm-hmm. I yes, yeah, huge claustrophobia and anxiety about a thing being very, very close to your face and just not quite touching. And I just feel like I, I feel like my entire body could expand at any moment and be pressed up against it. It's really strange. I I no, don't know I, if I can I, fully I, describe claustrophobia. I hear what you're saying, but no, I've that's something I've never experienced. So I'll tell you what cured it: different anxiety. <laughs> <laughs> Hanging so I, on for dear life on the back of a motorcycle. Exactly. Well, actually, yeah. it was it was more like I was I was sitting on the back of the motorcycle. I had my arms around uh, the guy who was driving the motorcycle, and then the first time that he leaned the bike, yeah, my all of my senses and my you know centripetal force just said, "Wait a minute, we didn't do that." And so <laughs> I was sort of like, "Where is my center of gravity?" And I I just felt totally off balance and no matter which way you know we went around a number of corners on this drive because i was he was driving me to pick up my car which i had left responsibly somewhere the other night because i'd had more to drink than i planned leave car behind take cab go and fetch car later i'm a very responsible adult check me out (laughs) (laughs) follow me on instagram so but it was yeah those little leans around a corner i'm like "Ah!" even just a slight lean and i my dad used to try to take a sailing uh-huh. And I learned that I hate that too, because yeah. the boat's all now. I'm gonna lean, and I'm thinking I'm not in control of this lean, and my balance feels wrong, and everything is awful. You got a lot of weird stuff going on in your head, my friend. I got a lot of weird stuff going on. Um, so in the span of about three months, I had three people tell me three slightly different sentences that all come to the same thing. One friend of mine told me that I think too much. Then some other random... I assure you they are incorrect. That's what I kept saying. And then some other dudes told me, you think a lot. And then my mom said the sentence, you overthink things. So I think they're all sort of in the same line that... I think my imagination just runs for it. It goes nuts. Sure. And just says, oh, think of all the possible crazy things that are about to happen now. Yeah, no, I, I see that in other people as well. And... It's uh, it's a thing to deal with. It's yeah, just just calm down, deal with the situation, and it's not as bad as you th- as you are worrying about all the possible outcomes, right? Or now. alternately, it is in fact much worse than what you are thinking, but in a way that you haven't even considered. That's an incredibly helpful statement right now. By the you're way, you're welcome. Think <laughs> yes. about that the next time. Great, thanks. No what, problem. The other thing I was thinking of was um, all the stuff that I was doing this weekend. Like I just. So this, this motorcycle ride, it came at the end of an entire day where I was helping out a friend who has a tour company and I was there to learn how to be the tour voice on his double-decker bus taking people around the local wineries. And then yesterday it was something else and I thought, this weekend, this current weekend that I have had has been absolutely jam-packed with crazy. And all I could think of was a weekend probably, oh man, eight, years ago? No, no, 14 years ago. Somewhere in 2004 or so. Do you remember the weekend that I, uh, that we came back to Nova Scotia? We were, we were in New Brunswick. Yeah. We, we came back for a weekend and I was back because my, my old boss was getting married and it was a lesbian pagan wedding that I was attending. And then all manner of crazy nonsense happened after that because I managed, I, I, made, I ended up walking through the city and, like, homeless people shouted at me. I made this huge, long... Because we both had blogs back then because it was the early 2000s and we thought we were cool. <laughs> and I made this huge... It was, like, nine paragraphs long about how my weekend was and all the stuff that happened to me. And I said, oh, you should check over with, on Sean's blog to see what he did this weekend because we both had adventures in Nova Scotia. <laughs> And I think yours was two lines long. You just said, I watched TV and ate chicken fingers. Yeah, that sounds about (laughs) like... uh, I'd like to point out the fact that we thought we were cool. So we had blogs and how much times have changed where now we have a podcast and think we're cool. Well, in our defense, currently, we actually are cool. Well, that's true. So there there is that. I I mean, I, I could have gone looking up 
this particular blog entry and literally read the the entries that we made. Well, not mine because it's too long, but yours would have been funny. But I didn't have time because my weekend was too busy. <laughs> yeah, I think I think I posted that something like that in in actually response to yours. Because, yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, it was. Uh, we we lived vastly different lives, even though we knew all the same people. Well, let's. And it, let, okay, let's talk about what may or may not be the elephant in the room, which is we have been friends for nearly 20 years. Yeah. And we are vastly different personalities and people. Yeah. How? But that, the, that can be said of any two of the people from our group, all, all five of the people who may actually listen to this podcast. I mean. Hi, guys. Yeah, hey, none of them are, are anywhere near the same. In t- I mean, we all share certain interests in common. You and I play video games. John and I mess around with cars. You know, me and Leroy make fun of you. <laughs> we all have various things, but none of us are anywhere near similar. Okay, but then why are you and I doing that? Like, why, why? Lack of options. But you and I, I feel like you and I are able to have conversations. Like, we weren't even sure that we could have conversations that would last as long as a podcast. But I feel like well, we could. We could just I, well, keep talking. It, it, I mean, we've pretty much proven that we can, in fact, hum, have conversations that will last a podcast length, given the fact that we shared an apartment for like three years. And only talked for 45 minutes a day to each other. That's right. So that's all you need to do is condense a whole day down yeah. and then release it yeah. on a bi-weekly schedule. And since we're not living together, it takes exactly two weeks to have 45 minutes of conversation. Precisely. <laughs> so, okay, I'm going to, oh God, help me. I'm going to switch this over into, uh, just for poops and giggles, the Myers-Briggs personality types. Okay. Because I am apparently an ENFP. Which, the only thing I can glean from that is I am technically an extrovert. I would believe that. And where you are technically not. Absolutely. Because you're an IST, whatever you are? I think I did a test once, You did, but and I can't remember I the results. I have zero recollection of it. I think you and, was it you and Tom and maybe even Vic, you all had very similar results. Mm-hmm. Where I may have been, if not well, the in only a, in one, a lot I was of ways, one of the only E's. Yeah, in a lot of ways, you're definitely an outlier in our group because you'll have, you know, on the on the far end of the scale, you have John, who would much rather be at home more or less by himself, do, working on his own things and interact with people at his discretion when he wants to and then only interact with people who have passed his rigorous filtration process of are you an idiot or are you not an idiot whereas i think someone like yourself you can you will go out and do these community things you'll go do these theater things or you'll like you'll, you know you'll you you expand beyond your core of friends much more easily than the rest of us because you'll be like Oh, you know, me and this guy that I know really well, he took me to this thing, and then I met, like, these 400 other people, and, oh, we had a great time, and now I'm hanging out with all these other people next weekend, whereas I would rather die than do any of that. (laughs) So, all right. So last night was um, a part of this end of this local festival we have. We live in a place where we're famous for apple trees, and so we have the Apple Blossom Festival. And just about all of the community, except the nonsense, hipster, artsy-fartsy community I live in, go nuts for it. So I left my artsy-fartsy hipster community last night, and I went to where all the rednecks go. (laughs) And they're all so, yeehaw, it's great. And I mean, they're they're not all saying yeehaw with a crazy Texan accent, but it was, uh, I mean, and and they were nice people. You know, no one was being a jerk. Everyone was being very friendly. It was was quite heartening. I, I was enjoying myself, but at the same time, Every time I thought about it, I thought, you know, I'd really rather just be at home playing Final Fantasy V right now. Because <laughs> that's 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 what I'm doing right now. That's like my one funny little hobby. I'm like, oh, cool, I got an emulator and I'm playing the old Final Fantasy V over from scratch because I never did finish it. And I'm, it, it, it haunts my thoughts. I'm like, I, I think I'd rather be doing that right now. But instead, 
Someone says, hey, Ross, we should go out and do this because it's apple blossom. You should come do, you know, come be in the parade. And I was in a parade yesterday. I know. And then after that, you go out to the big celebrations and you celebrate with everyone. And then you go to different communities and you celebrate there. And then you get home. It's late and you pass out and you wake up. And then someone gets you on a double-decker bus and you have to explain to everybody what wineries are like. <laughs> and then you ride on a motorcycle. And that's just a normal weekend, right? That sounds terrible. Ugh. I mean, it. It's it okay. It's not no. It's not exactly what I want to do in that moment. But at the same time, I'm like, yeah, this is okay. Whatever. I will play Final Fantasy V later. It is a mild delay. It, it is like socializing and being crazy active and doing lots of things. At worst, is an inconvenience to me and my what I suppose is my agenda yeah work is definitely the worst part of my day even when i have a job like well the job that i'm currently doing now is i'm currently winding down in in the effect of starting a new one but the one i have now is is just super boring and it's kind of you know i just don't want to be there and i really feel like people talk about, oh, you know, oh, I had a really good day at work today. We got a lot of stuff done. I'm like, what's that like? <laughs> because I have never had a job when I've said, oh, I had a good day at work. I got a lot of stuff done. Like a good day at work for me is one that ends at lunchtime. And then I can go do my real life. Mm. But I know I have a lot of, I butt heads a lot of times with people. There's, there's two kinds of people, those that work to live and those that live to work. And I would much rather be living i only i only go to work so i can have money to live my life same here and it's um it's kind of one of those things where you know if i had the money uh, people say oh you know if i if i won the lottery i'd probably still go to work not on your life would you ever catch me not not once i'd go well i'd go back in to quit and i'd be like See you guys later. I'm doing something that I enjoy doing. Yeah. And then other people say, "Oh, you know, if you had a job, you you know, if you if you did what you were passionate about, blah 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 blah." I'm like, <sighs> "Love what you do, and you'll never work a day in your life." Because nobody's hiring. <laughs> but it's, uh, you know, that's just the thing. Is like, there's nothing that I enjoy doing that uh, that I would enjoy doing as a job. You know what I mean? Like, I like, well, uh, you know, I like playing video games. But Can, can, can we say tinkering on cars? Let's say that. Sure, but if I had to do that for somebody else, exactly. I would hate yeah. it. It's, where people it's the same thing. Up. I mean, I worked at, how many years did I work at the university doing technical support? It, for the kind of stuff, like, I loved at the time, I've grown out of it now because computers are stupid, but I used to love just working on computers and fixing computers and just monkeying around with stuff and getting stuff to work. But then I had to do it as a job and I would do it for 40 hours a week. And and, and it wasn't like I was bored because there was nothing to do. You remember what it was like working there. Yeah, it was all those years ago. You constantly had like three computers at any given time that you were always working on. Yeah. The the thing about that is what I glee, what I gained from it is I enjoyed the social interaction. Mm-hmm. Of that is the person. only part of that job. That is the only part that kept me there as long as it did. Mm. I hated the job, and I liked the people that I worked with for for the most part. But I don't think but, it's from a, a tinkering and technical perspective. Because when you when you when you were doing sort of computery things yourself, you were sort of hey, I wonder if I can get this laptop to run a really you know stripped down version of Linux and have its own uh, yeah. web server and do that. But then you you know I'll work at a job where I will solve people's computer problems, and someone comes up and says, my space bar doesn't work when I have Outlook open and you just think my Outlook bits are clogged up so you just say <laughs> your problem is stupid <laughs> yeah that's the problem I have at, at my current job where I'm I kind of took a step backwards I went from that technical support job into the network administration side of things and now I've come back around again because in order to get into my current workplace I had to kind of take a step back down from where I was at the university um, which is fine because now I'm stepping back up again but back into the position where i am now it's just again it's like i sit in my office and twiddle my thumbs until somebody you know like spills beans in their computer Mm. and then i have to rush to fix it and then i'm bored again so really there's nothing if if nobody's breaking things i have nothing to do and when people are breaking things i'm frustrated because they're so stupid yeah and uh i think maybe this is for computers and technology 
Yeah. But, I mean, I don't even, like, we know, I mean, we have other friends. You know, Vic, he's constantly monkeying around with stuff. He's helping us build this podcast and doing all the technical undergubbins. Thanks, Vic. And, and you know, it's, uh, he's he, he loves doing that kind of stuff. He's got his 3D printer, and he's always, you know, futzing around with that. And, Cough. You know, he's, he's, what? Cough. Yeah. He's... <laughs> He's build, He's building, you know, a 3D printer in order to make another 3D printer, and you know, it's. I just don't care about any anything in terms of like, you know, I look at him like that's really cool what he's doing, and I'm glad he's having a good time, and I'm like I should probably get into something like that. And I'm like, eh. He's breadboarding and he's making cool web apps so that he can you know, yeah. check out the status of his washing machine he, from his living room. Exactly. And you're like, he's doing a lot of stuff phone. that's really cool that I would not do because I don't get as much enjoyment out of it as he does. Yeah. So that comes back down to, you know, I would rather, I would rather have time to do my, my interests are so wild and varied. Like today, I was like, I might want to just go hike in the woods for eight hours. And then tomorrow, maybe I'm going to build a a motorized bicycle. And the next day, oh, I'm going to put an electric engine in my car. You know, it's. Would you say you're getting the same rewards? Let's say that, you know, the, that, release of dopamine that might happen when you level up in WoW. I would say that Vic gets that <laughs> when he builds a cool thing. Uh, you know, when he's all 3D printing his, oh, it's good, I can make this kind of thing. And he gets that release. He's all like, eh, that's really awesome. Would you say that you get any kind of um, hype, you know, thrill, some sort of release of dopamine like that, some sort of surge of positivity when you go hike, like if you say, I'm going to go hiking in the woods. And then you go hiking yep. in the woods, and then you're out there, you're in the middle of nowhere, you take a deep breath, and you say, hell yeah! It really, I mean, it, I do it so infrequently, I like the idea of doing it. Um, <laughs> I, I like it when I'm out there, don't get me wrong, I'm not saying I, 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 I don't like it once I'm there, but I very rarely, here's another problem of mine. Well, this is going to be, here, here's all my problems, everyone. Yeah, yeah. I problem. find it very difficult to find somebody else, and this is why our relationship worked again, as well as it did, I think, just to get back to that point. I find it very difficult to find people who are into things the same amount that I am. And you're very plastic and can easily ramp up your level of, of excitement about something to match who you're hanging out with. Yes. And, like, I, I liked rock climbing, and I got into, like, you and I started doing that. And then we didn't do it for a while. And then I found a couple other guys at the university that were like, hey, we're going to go do Rockland. Cool, I'm going to hang out with you guys. But then I started going with them. And I'm like, you guys are way better at this than me to the point where I feel like I'm wasting your time. So I kind of stopped going with them. But then I started going with, you know, maybe some other people. And I'm like, you guys are so bad at this. I feel that you're wasting my time. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so and that's kind of it's kind of one of those things where unless you have a big enough group. Like this weekend, next weekend, I have a big bike trip coming up, and it's I've got about seven people planned to go on this 100-kilometer, two-night camping trip. And so we're all going to get on our bicycles, load it up with gear, bike for 100 kilometers, camp for two nights, bike back. Yeah. And I know for a fact that if that we did it, I did it last year, and the two guys that came with me, and you know, God bless them, they did a great job, but they were not prepared because I really didn't give them enough lead up time. I had planned on doing it by myself. And then I was all like, hey, anybody else want to go? And they're like, yeah, cool. That sounds awesome. I'm going to do that. And I'm like, oh yeah, do you have all this camping gear? Do you have this? Do you have that? I don't even have a bike yet. I'm like, it's three weeks from Whoa. now. And you don't even own a bike? Yeah. I'm like, you be- this is what ha- this is how last year happened. Okay. The two guys never had to go buy bikes and all of the camping gear. And, and, it, and like I said, they made it. So kudos to them. I know that they were suffering at the end of it. And it's not to say that I am Captain Fitness because it was a long ride. Yeah. And I knew that it was a long ride. But I also knew that I could do it. And I was kind of unsure if they could do it. So this year, we have a much bigger group now that we, we didn't die doing it last year. So we had a couple other guys that jumped on. We got seven people doing it this year. So it's kind of one of those things where now we have the groups that can kind of subdivide into smaller groups because some of the guys are going to be slower and some of the guys are going to be faster. So we don't all have to waste each other's time. The guys that are 
you know, that want to go 20 kilometers an hour on the trail for four hours can, can do that and get there. The guys that want to do 15 with breaks and take eight hours, they can do that and get there too. Yeah, we were talking about that earlier where it, there, there's enough people that it can separate into smaller smaller groups yes. by ability. Yes. Which feels like, yeah, the, the best way to organize a trip like that. And mm-hmm. there's enough time on the other end that if some people are four hours ahead, that that doesn't make too much of a difference. It just means that mm-hmm. there are people there already mostly set up and yeah, they already unfolded got their cooked. tent and whatever. <laughs> Camping euphemisms. Camping euphemisms. So... I don't know if this leads into one of the other talking points we have, but it kind of does because we're talking about our problems <laughs> and just our personality traits and sillinesses in general. And what one of the ones that you had in here at a talking point is why aren't we rich enough to retire? Yes. Now. How come? We, well, I have no idea why you're not. I know why <laughs> I'm not. It's because I'm bad with money and make poor life decisions. Well, I think we all do that, just to differing degrees, and all you know, we we are the same age name and have the same education. Poor life decision you've ever made? Really, I, I'm not gonna well, name. I'm not gonna name it because you know. Uh, anyway, moving <laughs> on. <laughs> you just don't want it on. You just don't want it recorded. Yeah, I don't know, man. Maybe, I mean, I maybe Mo, Mo might get somebody else to listen to this. So. Okay. Last um, one. Not, not you're, you're you're correct in that some life decisions are of a different magnitude of poorness than other life decisions. Damn straight. I, I will not <laughs> I will not disagree with that. Get on my level. But my 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 point with that was actually there that was actually a a, a lead a very clever lead in. Ooh. I've been learning uh, reading about this topic now. And there's a, there's a whole subreddit about it because what what isn't there a whole subreddit about? Yeah, this is there's a Reddit about that. Even before yeah. you tell me about there's, it, I can tell you there's, there's, there's a, a Reddit. There's an app, about that. there's an app for that, and it's called there, it, there's a subreddit called Lean Fire, which is lean. fire is a Lean Fire. Okay, but it's it, fire is a uh, an acronym for financially independent retired early. So Lean Fire. Because there, there's lean fire and there's fat fire. Lean fire is people who are who consider themselves to be financially independent enough to retire, you know, with with bare minimum. Basically, they 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 dislike work enough that they're willing to live on a minimal budget. You can get by the on rest of their and life. cereal. Yes, like okay. basically, it's things like um, buying your house as quickly as possible so that you have min- no. Because like, if you can have a house, you buy a house when you're 18 and you get your first job yeah buy a one-room shack well yeah you buy the minimal minimal house that you need um the most basic thing that that fits your needs and if you bought it at like even like 20 or like in your early 20s and then you aggressively pay that off by the time you're 35 your house is paid for you have no more no more mortgage no more rent nothing i have a question about that but go on yes um, but I mean, that's just the kind of that sort of mentality about putting, uh, putting the d- doing the most you can with your money in order to get to a point where you no longer have to work because you have a couple hundred thousand dollars kicking around in, you know, safe things that you can continue to draw on. And until, you know, the time at which you're dead. So, so retire early at 35. Now, or Does 40 that or 45, whatever. Okay, yeah. that's now that's that's making this even bigger and worse because when you're so you're you're 20 and you say I'm going to buy this house. This is the smallest house I need. I'm going to aggressively pay this down. Go to work every day and pay this down, and I'll have enough money and I'll pay it down really really fast. And then 20 to 20 some years later, I can then quit my job and live on that on a lean income as a retiree in this small house. And now. Now I can start my life? Well, I mean, yeah, Be- it, it really depends on... Between 20 and 40, 45, what are but, you doing? I mean, well, I agree. There's, there's. I mean, Meet it's a spectrum of everything, nice right? girl, start family, plan out the window. <laughs> Decide yeah, you that... see a really awesome hot car on Kijiji you want to drive around the world, plan out the window. Well, see, you're you're kind of taking this a little bit too literally and, and, and also not... Not not correctly. What are you doing now? I mean, I don't spend the thing. I don't spend money on very much stuff that costs a lot of money right now. Um, 
Okay. And, and you really shouldn't be frittering your money away. All, like all of your money shouldn't go into new cars all the time or used cars or whatever. No, that's yeah, but, I, I get that. But the thing is, it's it's the whole point of it is doing the most with your money that you can, and the earlier you start aggressively paying off your debt the better you're going to be in the end because most debt, I mean, if you look at Visa card debt, I know some guys that are sitting on like 20 grand in Visa debt. That is a Well, you realize that's, that's a huge number because what's, what's that? Like four, some Visa cards are say, like, that's like four Mustangs. Four have... Mustangs. Now it's like <laughs> most, I'm trying to do the math in my head, but I, it's like $4,000 a year you're paying for the, for the privilege of, of having spent twenty thousand dollars that wasn't yours, because Visa cards are like a nineteen percent interest rate. Yeah, yeah, I see your math on that one. So, that's a lot of money. That if you had to just not spent that twenty thousand dollars that you didn't own, you would, you know, you could you could have broken it up over the next five years and had all the same stuff, and instead of flushing four thousand dollars a year down the toilet. Now, admittedly, not every Visa card is nineteen percent and blah 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 blah. And I True. know there's a lot of a lot of rebuttals to now, that. But also, are you are you you know, do you get your first credit card and it's got a $20,000 limit and you just decide to Vic purchase your way to that limit or? You would be amazed at how <laughs> Vic purchase. Yes, yes. You would, be a, you would be amazed at how much credit, credit card companies and banks, it's literal. I mean, it's literally that they're willing to give you enough rope to hang yourself. Well, yeah. I mean, that's how mortgages work. When I bought my house, you've seen my house. It is like not big. No. It's nice. It's got a nice piece of property. It's like not far from stuff. It is a small house. I bought it for less than a hundred thousand dollars. Right. And you know, which and is sweet. That was well done. Five years ago, that's that would be completely unattainable to buy a house in this area for that little now. Yeah, that's kind but, of the problem I'm noticing. <laughs> but the thing is, is that um, <laughs> shit. I lost my point. It's not a big house. I don't need a large house, and you know, I'm. But I'm paying. By the time I'm done, right now I've paid my visa down or my mortgage down to the point I'm aggressively paying it off. With the mortgage being what it is right now, and it's it's a low rate right now. But I know that the, every five years, when you have to get your mortgage renewed, that rate is subject to change. Okay. So there's no there's no point in waiting. And as people people say now, oh, there's no point in paying off your mortgage early because you know interest rates are so low right now. You can make your money do more for you putting it elsewhere. Well, yes, but if the day comes, you know, in 2020 when my mortgage is due for renewal, suddenly interest rates are jacked up to like eight percent then I don't have the money to pay this off then. Why am mm. I not paying it off now before it gets to be a problem? True. But um, my it's... thing is what if, and I, I'm not accusing you of this because you have, you have done the thing where you, aha, house, now I will aggressively pay it down. And then since obtaining house, you have then obtained, you know, not, not to be cold or anything, but you have obtained wife. You have obtained yep. and cars and car, yeah. dog, you know, pet dog, life. Yeah. You are you 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 have life. You are doing yep. things while I am definitely not subscribing. Down. I am definitely not not subscribing to the there, anything is a spectrum though, and I mean there's there's a slider between paying my minimum payments so that. I'm going to have this mortgage for the next 35 years. And then there's never spending a penny outside of my absolute, like basically living on brown rice and neighborhood cats and, <laughs> and putting every other cent in, into, into the mortgage. Album so, name. <laughs> you know, there's, 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 there's a slider there and I may be slightly t- closer to the cats than to the, than to the minimum payment, but I'm putting that in right now. That's so awesome. <laughs> But you know what I'm saying, right? It's, I, I, it's, I do, yeah. Because um, I, but you know, you know as well as I do. Like, I mean, again, pointing at these these friends that we know that are may or may not be listening to this podcast. So I'm trying not to be insulting. You have friends like John who are very frugal. They don't. John does a lot with his money in terms of his entertainment value because yes. he he does a lot of like you know dumpster diving sort of things where he gets things from from scrapyards and from thrift stores and he gets a lot of enjoyment out of building things at a minimal cost and you know he he, he doesn't would, he run would probably debt. like to retire early and do that on a full-time basis yes i absolutely guess what, I, he would. I guess all i was saying was 
are you uh, forsaking a life of happiness and hobbies <clears throat> by trying to aggressively obtain financial uh, freedom in yeah. order to it's, have more free time earlier in life? There's, there's a little, again, I think that's a spectrum. You can, you can, I, I don't think that you can entirely, because I mean, you, nobody knows how many years they have on this, on this world. So you can't work your ass off until you're 40 so that you can then retire and and then start your life but on the other hand you can't you you have to i think look a little bit into the future and say you know i'm gonna i'm gonna i don't want to be like i know for me if i if everything goes as to the plan of my employer i will be working until 65 and i know my parents are about that age and they've been retired for a number of years now just because of health reasons and just smart financial work on the part of my mother. Yep. And now I would I would like to be retired considerably earlier because I know my, like my father has problems with his back and problems with his leg and he's not really able to enjoy his retirement to the full extent that he could have if he had been able to retire at 50. You know what I mean? Yep. But yeah, that so could that's... be said about everybody. Everyone would like to retire early. No, okay. Well, that's, does, that's the point. Does is, is, anyone you... want to be at work? Some people do. Like, if you look at 8, 30, 9 o'clock in the morning and you find me 10 people who actually want to be where they're supposed to be at that time in the morning. I know, and I work with a number of people, and I have, I've had this discussion before about um, what would you do if you had suddenly like a big lump of money dropped in your in your lap? Um, and like, well, I would keep working because, you know, I really love I'm like, oh my God, why? Like you could find something I to do that mimics work. I think they're liars. Maybe. I, but I think, I think it's true about some people, but you're right. I think that they're the minority. But my point was getting back to this whole thing, the point. it's, it's, it's not necessarily about sacrificing the now for the later, but it's a, the whole thing about lean fire as as opposed to fat fire or any other type of uh, of financial independence is not so much crossfire, what you do blue fire crossfire blue fire um, it's not so much what you do before fire. your retirement it's what you do after your retirement because i mean the when it comes down to it if you have no debt and low expenses you could probably like retire in your mid to late 40s with a couple hundred thousand dollars in your pocket Sure. You can't afford. You couldn't afford. You know, Anything. a high rent and and stuff You'd like that. You'd have to have already you, paid off your house and plan to live in the same exactly. House. If you had a place to live, like you know, you paid off your house, or <laughs> you you know you were uh, willed a house or, or, or something. If, if you were really lucky, and the house you paid off is suddenly worth nine times more because you bought it that, in the mm-hmm. luckily right area. Yep, and it's um, you know, so that's kind of that's that's what it's about, and that's what I've been kind of looking into, and I actually went to some financial advisors seeing how much money do I have to give you in order for me not to have to go to work anymore mm. and he wrote me up a bunch of like you know things with charts and graphs and fancy colors and stuff to show me it's like you know if you plan on living to be you know like say a hundred years old that's uh, which is you know a decent number to look at because very few people live that long but on the other hand medical science is always expanding in leaps and bounds says, so, invest in this plutonium mine <laughs> And so, you know, basically the numbers he came up with were anywhere between like 400,000 and like 1.6 million, depending on how much I, like how, how rich I wanted to live. Right. Mm. So that's kind of thing. You know, if I could scare up, if I could scare up like half a million dollars, I'd probably stop going to work. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I certainly did as well. I, so I, I consider this, and I, I've thought about this a number of times, because for, for a while there, I was living with, you know, family, kids, house type thing, and I, and I would think things like, okay, here are the options. I can pay, you know, let's say $300 uh, a week, and that will allow me to retire early, and I will retire at 51. Mm-hmm. Or I can pay $100 a week, and I will have to work until I'm 65 or possibly even, you know, until I if <laughs> die and until they force me out. But with those additional yep. $200 a week, I can take my family to a restaurant. We can save up and go to the water park. We can, you know, get a really cool uh, swing set for the yard. And it became it more to me. I am way more into the instant payoff 
well, than the long-term is. I mean, rewards. gratification is a huge thing for a reason. But, but at the same time, everyone else is thinking, well, they're only young once, so it, I didn't No, feel... And that's true. Like I said, you can't completely forsake the now for the later, but on the other hand, you can't also ignore the fact that there is a later. True. And, and I think I ignore to... the later more. Yeah, then I it's a it's it's a hard thing to do. Like, I don't put nearly enough and I like into our I don't have an RRSP because I have a, you know, gold plated pension, but I don't put enough into family RRSPs because I just the same thing. I'd rather go, you know, go on a bicycle trip than put two hundred dollars in this week you know it's like it's it's i a hundred percent am with you on that but yeah it's different now that both you and i are both i mean when it comes down to it i mean we're we're both not really paid enough to to worry about too much (laughs) not investing some sometimes i think about you know would it be simple would it be is it as simple as i think it is where you've got one super rich douchebag who's like you know, buying stocks, buying companies, and making a million dollars and then selling it again four days from now. So he's made a million dollars in five days. The only reason that he's made a million dollars in five days is because he could pony up $150,000 right now. Absolutely. If you have the... If you have the money and the... and the, uh, If you, you know, have not, money, you can make if money. You, it's much easier to make money... When you have money, absolutely. And you also have to be in the right place at the right time, and you have to not be risk-averse. Because if you had half a million dollars and someone came along and said, I got a really cool idea for a software company, and you know, you're know you in Albuquerque, New Mexico in 1970-whatever, and some skeezy-looking nerd comes up to you and says, hey, I need $700, chances are you, shoot you and, and I would be all like... Lawn. Yeah, no, thanks there, Bill. Yeah. Uh, but you know, that's what I'm saying. But, like, if but you're to us, to, to to us, the 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 alternative is mm, real. Sorry, need this money to yeah. send my kid to college, to put a new roof on my house, to keep my family mm-hmm. dry. You know, there there are just a number of reasons where investment is only for. You know, bringing it all the way back around the Trumps of the world, who are definitely the larger. The sorry, large kids, scale gotta go hungry risk. this week. Large scale, high risk. Absolutely, I agree with you. There's a lot of investing in general. Like, if you want to make two to five percent a year on your on your uh, on your money, that's nothing. That's simple to do. You just have to put the money somewhere into a mutual fund and let it grow. Mm. But you, that also means that you can't use that money for buying, you know, vinyl pops and fancy Doritos. Right. So really, it's it's kind of one of those things where you have to. It's, I mean, it's... One of the things, so one of, one of the things to, I thought of was, what if an entire group of people, let's say even a town, decided, hey, what if we all put $100 together? Boom, suddenly you've got $100,000 to invest. Well, most investments you don't even need to do anything like that with, because that's what, that's what mutual funds are. It's, you can put a dollar into a mutual fund, you don't have to have a big ton of money kicking around. It's only when you start talking about things like buying whole companies or, or you know, funding startups and stuff like that that you really need to have the large amounts of money. But it's, it all comes back around to the whole um, instant gratification, like, you know, the, the marshmallow experiment. If you put one marshmallow in front of you and said, if you don't eat this in half an hour, I'm going to come back and give you two marshmallows. Well, as a grown-up with, with, a, with a more or less functioning brain, both of us know, well, I'm going to not eat that and he's going to come back and give me two. Yeah. But my mouth is going to water the entire time, and I'm going to think about how that. awesome two two marshmallows are. And in yeah, fact, most kids fail that because they're, they're like, well, you know, I they, they, they lack the the you know brain functionality to, to know about you know postponing instant gratification to gain more, mm. and a lot of people never <laughs> develop that. And I think I'm not necessarily exempt from that because I've been trying to lose weight for the, my entire life. And, you know, I can be sitting here and, like, there's a bag of chips in the cupboard. Exactly. And it's like, Doritos I know. are delicious. That's the and, problem. And I know for a fact that I shouldn't eat that bag of Doritos, but I know that they're there and that I'm probably going to. I'm all like, I want to have a six-pack. And then the other half of my brain says, sodium is delicious. Yeah, I'm well, going to eat those Doritos. They have new grilled steak-flavored Doritos. Seriously? Yeah. I'm out of here. What <laughs> the hell am I doing talking to you? I'll be right back. Going down to the stove. Yep. Okay. 
I think we beat that horse to death. We certainly did. What else do we so have? So you wanted about? to discuss the dating scene for forty-year-old single parents. Well, your comment on that made me feel like I didn't necessarily. Did I make a comment on to. that? I don't think I made a comment. Yeah, you on did. That. You said mostly a Ross conversation. I didn't put that there. You put that there. So I did. Yeah. See. <laughs> Well, because, I mean, it obviously pertains to me. You're you're right, because I am neither a single... I'm neither single nor a parent, so... <laughs> I just mean, yeah, you, you are you are not sort of, hey, how's the dating scene? I, can be a, I, I, can, I understand what it. you're saying. I mean, I was... How old was I when, when I met my wife? Like, 34? Probably, yeah, 34, 35. Yeah, I was like, thir- I was like 34 when, when I met her, and... The fact that I, that she is also she was also thirty four at the time we're the same age. The fact that I met her without having to like do anything weird like I didn't have to go to any like weird singles thing like I just <laughs> I just I met her in a like natural way that yep. you would normally meet someone. Yep. And she was the same age as me, and she didn't have kids, like and she was single. Like you never meet. I I, I full so I fully hear what you're saying for forty year forty year old. Yeah, that's kind of a my single complaint. parent. It's it's not a complaint. It's just something that I notice more and more. I mean, I am not, um, for lack of a better word, eoning my way around. <laughs> you know, with my eyes. Excuse me. <laughs> <coughs> with my eyes set on full bulge, and just every <laughs> single word out of my mouth is, "Do you want to go for coffee? Do you want to go for coffee? Do you want to go for coffee?" Oh, how's business? Pretty sure Ian's not listening to this podcast yet, so I can we can still get away with this. But that 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 uh, that de- not mm, desperate slash aggressive that seeking of I need woman. You know, like, I feel yeah. like the drummer from the Muppets or something like that. But so I I casually talk to people today. I was on a wine tour. There were lots of women that go on a wine tour. They age lots they, of forty year old divorcees. They range in age between eight. And sixty, they're all there. I learned. Oh, hey, Ethel! Didn't I see you at the pool? I learned two things today. I cannot tell how old women are. Yeah. Because a girl I thought was eighteen, she said, "Oh, I'm thirty-three." I'm like, "Huh?" And then a woman that I thought was maybe fifty, she says, "Oh, I'm 40. I'm like, "Oh my god, that's the same age I am, and you do not look the same age as me." I just want to say that this explains a lot, a lot about your dating history. Fine. Carry on. This is why I have a total paranoia about speaking to a woman creature. A woman I'm like, hello, I will maintain eye contact because though I recognize the fact that you are attractive and have a shapely body, if I look anywhere near, anywhere inappropriate, the the moment I do that, you're going to say, hi, I'm 15. Because I have no idea how old you are. Uh, terrible. And, and, and so that, many that jokes happens. I'm not so going I'm, to make. So I'm, I'm like, I, I am, mm, I am absolutely, I am locked in with the eyes. I'm like, I am just respecting every single moment of this. How come guys never get any, get forward or anything like that? They move, they make a move on me. I'm like, because I think I'm gonna get arrested if I do. So. Yep. Uh, yeah, so th- w- one of the things I learned was that women do not look their age at all. The second nope. thing I learned was that everyone who is my age is either or both already taken mm-hmm. and arranging planters on the front of their home that they own or matching colors in the new bathroom. They have gone full HGTV. Mm-hmm. And one... I have Full no interest in that. And be. I have, and two, I have no H nor G to offer them <laughs> to overhaul. <laughs> so yeah, I feel like I'm uh... a 40 year old man who still sort of says, like, Nintendo? <laughs> I'm there. <laughs> I'm that dude. Play Nintendo? <laughs> no, I, I, yeah, no, I hear what you're saying. It's, uh,. I mean, I, rough. I could have an H and I could have a G, but they would both be unkempt and probably rather slovenly because I have no interest in taking care of an H or a G. Yep. I'm into the TV part. I'll take care of the T <laughs> and the V. You can take care of the H and the G and we'll get along fine. Yeah. It's, um... So I, I just feel like everyone my age is more grown up than me. 
you've had that opinion for a while now, and I don't, I don't think it's entirely true. I think, I think other hmm. is everyone on the planet more responsible than I am? No, with either Absolutely their surroundings not. or their own life. No. Okay. Because here's the thing. I think there Maybe is... Maybe I need to meet one of these women down in Florida with the face tattoos who's always getting in the news. N- no. Because then I can meet someone who's less responsible than I am. You don't want somebody that... We've been, we've been through this. <laughs> we have? <laughs> you don't want somebody less responsible t- than you because we, we have seen what happens. Which... What, what we need... What we need... Mm. I'm, I'm going to fix all your problems here. Neat. Well, I, I'm not really. Yeah, but, exactly. Because uh, no, I what hear, you're going to say you're is if I need someone who's more responsible than me, I'm like, I've been there, and they got sick of me. <laughs> mm, well, that's that, that's a whole other thing. But um, I, I think that that's that's not the one metric we need to be we need to be worried about here in terms of uh, fixes Ross's love life here. But. Eh. Um, don't just fix my love about, life. Just the life. <laughs> here, here, I'm, I'm. This is. This has nothing to do specifically with with you. Most people, they have a veneer that they present to people who don't know them. But everybody is a hot mess once you're actually once you actually get to know them. Yeah. Everybody. I know. Everybody is. A, there are some people that are like, oh, you know, yeah. You've, there's there's a few people who have got their got their shit together, and you know, they what? they go to their job, then they come home, they take their dog for a walk, they come back, they dig dandelions out of their yard, and then they go in the house and you know make a nice supper for their family. Yeah, or but then after and, everyone's and, asleep, they dress up in neon green pantyhose and watch bondage porn. <laughs> On or, the internet. Or they, yeah, they go online and, and gamble their family savings away yeah. in, in online poker. Exactly. But, no, so. know, I'm not kink shaming or anything like that. But they're, no. you know, <laughs> if, if you're, okay, if you're presenting something that isn't what you are at the core, then figure Everybody's it out. Doing because Everybody, everybody's doing that. It's called being a grown up. I feel like I'm presenting my core pretty and well. And that's why you think everybody else is more grown up than you. Yeah. Because everybody else is not presenting their core. They are presenting a veneer, which seems to be more grown up. Before they go and gamble all their savings away on internet donkey porn. But you don't see that. <laughs> That's entirely their own thing. Hmm. What you see is that here's this person that goes on fancy wine tasting tours. They probably all thought that you were just, you know, here's a guy who's like giving wine tasting tours. He really has his shit together. Really? So, no. No. Here's this quiet derpy looking dude in a hoodie who's just standing yeah. behind his friend it, you're overthinking I'm, it again under some kind of no well, I'm, I'm not worried about it i am in no way worried about today i i had conversations with a few people and i had some interesting conversations with a few people and it was cool but, so the whole the whole crux of this conversation was you're right there are what the older you get the fewer women there are who are your contemporaries who are going to be in the same uh, relationship, you know, re- receptiveness. Uh, who are, you know, they're they're either going to be, you know, married, or already snatched up by the other guy who's not married, and, or fully you know, broken and carrying a whole lot or, of baggage. That and that's who you're going to find. Woo! That's that good because I am also, and, yo, baby, I'm also fully broken and carrying a whole lot of baggage. You guys can get together and compare your emotional luggage. Woo! Yeah, you got you got some good stories, my friend. That was um, good stories. That was someone recent's favorite line from the musical Rent. Was I'm looking for someone with baggage that matches my own. Yep. And I'm like, I'm not, <laughs> because my baggage is hard to carry. I don't want to help you with your nonsense too. Yeah. I hear you. <laughs> and then you need someone know, that'll just that? tell you to sweep it under the rug and get on with your life. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. Whatever. Don't care. Okay. Uh, do we uh, do we want to move on to any of this other silly stuff I mean, or a, a uh, lot of it? I don't. I don't think we necessarily need to. We've we've gone over a number of um a number of things here. Uh, rich enough to retire and uh, potential dating. There's scene. a couple of things that I had hoped to uh, get into, but we'll save it for uh, for the next episode. Just because uh, I think once I start talking about some of these things, which were you know ostensibly going to be projects. After I am rich enough to retire. Oh, you wanted to talk more about retiring projects. Well, we can, yeah, we can do that again another time. That's uh, no, I mean, just the the biggest things about once I'm rich enough to retire. There's all kinds of, you know, uh, there's lots of things that I 
do now that I would like to have more time and funds to devote to. Mm. Things like, you know, car stuff. I, I You know, like building... I, I built I built that off-road vehicle that I have now, and it's great, but... And I, and I managed to do that. It was way more expensive than I normally would have put into it, but it was kind of one of those things where I said, you know, I've wanted this vehicle for decades and i've always shied away from it because once i started looking at the total price i'm like i can't afford that and i still can't but the hell with it i had a bit of money laying around that i had yep. got by being lucky and there i've I, I did it but you know there's other things i would like to do i'd like to do i'd like to buy or build an electric vehicle and that's that's my, another big project that I would like to do. But I think if I start talking about that, I, well, I, I've i talked about pretty much nothing but an electric vehicle for the last two weeks. So Did, did, did we talk about electric vehicles last time? No. Okay, we'll get into it next time. What I wanted to yeah. do was, I, uh, I think I want to end off with, um, because we talked about this early on where part of the podcast should also be slowly explaining some of our ridiculous inside jokes. Yes. So when you were talking just a minute ago, I, I almost said some specific words that I will now explain. This is one of the things that we say to each other all the time, and it goes back to a story when I was uh, I was living in uh, living further uh, an hour down in the city, and I was on a night shift at a call center, and I was working from like six six p.m. until three a.m. So it it really messed with me because after a number of weeks on this, you know, you'd, you'd get up at four in the afternoon, and then you'd go to work for six p.m., and then you'd work until three a.m., and then you couldn't quite go to sleep because it was after work, and you'd been on an eight hour shift. There were there were times when I would fall asleep at work, and I would wake up in the middle of a phone call. And the person was saying, well, I'm like, how long have I been on this conversation? So it really was messing with me. This is the setup to it. And then one night we were, we were leaving work and we got in, we were getting a ride with a, with a friend of ours and I, I was getting around and there was enough, everyone I knew in the car, except for one person, we were offering this one additional person who was like, oh, this is new, this guy we just met. Oh, cool. All right. Come on in. And he, he looked at me and he said, oh, hey, do you want, do you want the front seat? Or is, is it okay if I take the front seat? You know, he's, he's asking for shotgun. This is what happens in Canada. We're that nice. And the, okay, so the words I wanted to say were, and my brain sent two signals to my mouth. It said, yeah, sure, what the hell? Or it also said, yeah, sure, go to town. So that my mouth said, yeah, sure, go to hell. <laughs> And the moment the words left my mouth, like, this was this, the nicest guy. The ni- I don't even remember his name. The nicest guy. And he looked, he just, he looked like I just strangled his puppy. I just gotta say, this has become such an epic part of our interactions that now my wife, who has met you once, <laughs> this has become part of our vernacular. Her, her and I. Because we, we have, yeah, we have so many things that we just slip into conversation. They have become such an important part of just how we communicate. This is why part of this podcast was, I think we need to slowly explain how we yeah. talk. So yeah. where we will say to each other, you know, and someone will say, hey, you're going to eat these. Can I have the last chip? You're like, yeah, sure. Go to hell. And we now yeah, sure, say that because yep. of this story of me being yep. so sleep deprived and messed up in my system that I ruined a perfect stranger's day. And it's not that I said it accidentally to someone I knew, because anyone I knew would have just shrugged it off and said, okay, you need to get some sleep. But this poor guy, he's like, I'm going to make some new friends tonight. This is going to be so much fun. Hey, do you want to go to Shotgun or have it be really nice and cool? Go to hell! And it just, (laughs) and that was his... And the, the, I mean, the the denouement of the story is, and I never saw him again. Oh, yeah. I, I think, I think we also need to explain again. next week or next episode. I think we also need to explain what Ianing is because oh, you Vicky? just threw that in conversation. I really and, did, <laughs> and, and, and I, I almost choked because I was taking a drink at the time. <laughs> well, vicking, vicking your credit, and yeah. Ianing all the women in the room. Those are definitely two yeah. verbs that we probably should explain. Yeah, those add those to a list for next uh, next episode. We we speak in a vocabulary of references and anecdotes to our friends. Yes, our in, some in, of them are self references. A lot of them are movie references because uh, there's there's often been times when when I've I've dropped a, re- a movie reference while I've been at work and everybody looks at me with these blank stares and I'm like, 
Roth would get it. I got someone with one of those the other day. Oh, what was it? It was um, it was from Con Air, but they really didn't get it because I don't, no one, no one has ever appreciated that movie as much as the two of us appreciate. Nobody that has movie. seen Con Air like we have seen Con Air. <laughs> that, yes, that exactly yes. that. Anyway. Yes. More about Con Air and Viking and Ianing next time. So uh, uh, follow us on Twitter. We're at Sean and Ross. We're Sean and Ross Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can get this podcast. Obviously, you found it somehow, but we are, uh, yeah, we are located. Everyone is stupid except us. And of course, except is spelled incorrectly. And we know. Yes, you're very smart. Shut up. Raise your hand if you understand that reference. And if you don't understand that reference, go to hell.